This is JFM Podcast. Welcome to Let's Talk and J101.9 FM. My name is Sumesi Chikomeka Daniels. And you're welcome to another beautiful morning of talking about issues in the country and issues in the state. Now, as the state continues to look for ways to increase its internally generated revenue to ensure that the democracy, the dividends, like they often say, of democracy is given to the people. The state is also looking for ways to ensure that as many people as possible pay their tax. This morning on the show, we'll be having, we're speaking rather, with the chairman of the Plateau State Internal Revenue Service, Mr. Jim Pamwires, and we'll be talking about how the state is doing in terms of revenue generation, what the plans are to meet its targets for revenue generation, and what you as the average person out there can do to ensure that the state meets its target and you pay your taxes. I also know from experience and from conversations of how the people that double taxation is a big problem in Plateau State. We'll talk about all of that, as well as officials of the Plateau State internal revenue service that seems to feel like they are gods who we'll ask him all of these questions and more you can join the conversation on facebook and on twitter as jfm just and we're asking you what ways do you think the state can increase its igr and what have been your experiences so far with officials of the prs of the PSIRS, that's the Plateau State Internal Revenue Service. What has been your experience so far? Has it been good? And if you have other ways you think the state can increase its IGR and increase its tax net, you can do well to drop your comments on Facebook and on Twitter. The phone lines will be open on the other side of nine where you can call us to share your thoughts and ask the man here, the executive chairman of the Plateau State Internal Revenue Service, all the questions you want to ask him. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, Mecca. Thank you for having me. Welcome, sir. Um, first off, I need to say that congratulations, you know, on being, ex- you know, appointed as the executive chairman of PSIRS. However, your appointment did not come as a shock for many people who have been following it. 
But there's something about you when I was doing my research about you that struck me quite interestingly. It was your level of certifications when it comes to accountants. For the average person out there, because one of the things that Nigerians are always very skeptical about when it comes to government officials is many times we feel like people in government offices have not earned the right to be there. We feel like too many times tokenization is a thing where Oh, he's my brother. Just give him the position. But from your CV, you seem to have earned it. So for the average person out there, who is Mr. Pam Wires? And what exactly have you done before becoming the executive chairman of Plateau State Internal Revenue Service? Oh, okay. So thank you. Uh, <clears throat> so first I will say um, I started my accounting journey from the Plateau State Polytechnic. So there I, I had a diploma there <clears throat> from accounting. Then when I moved to the bank, sometimes in 2003, 2004, so I met one Mr. Kulia Desenya who introduced me to ICANN, the Institute of Chartered Accountants of Nigeria. So I think I'm one of the first plateau persons that started writing ICANN with SSE, just okay. O level. So I started for my writing what we call ATS, Accounting Technician Scheme. So if you look at the acronyms in the end of my name, you see one AAT, that's Associate Accounting Technician mm. of ICANN, so it's West Africa. So from there, I returned back to the polytechnic for my HND and um, at almost at the same time, because I was writing the ICANN, I was also doing the HND, then I got admission to the University of Just, where I was doing BSc at the same time. So almost at the same time, I was running three different programs from three different schools. But uh, thank God, I, I finished all of them, virtually all of them, within one year af after the other. So I, I became a chartered accountant in 20, uh, 2010. Then 10 years after, in 2019, I became a fellow of the Institute of Chartered Accountants of Nigeria. Mm. I also have backed a master's from University of Just, from University of Just, master's in accounting and finance. And also, I'm still a student. Uh, yes, with a scholar. University. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. For those of you, he's a scholar in two universities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's a man that likes, likes school. <laughs> so, so actually, I'm a scholar. I just finished my coursework, finished my internal defense. So I'm waiting for Viva with the Nile University of Nigeria. So um, last year, sometimes uh, PTDF gave me a scholarship to study in France at Grenoble, uh, the management, that's Grenoble School of Management. So, so I just got the scholarship, so I ought to have been in France by now, So, but the appointment have... Um, so you're not going to France now? Yes, so I'm not going to France. Oh, for the, quite, quite so crazy. So that was something that counts for something because they gave me also another scholarship there of about 35,000 euros. Uh, with a PTDF on, they said I can still assess my home scholarship. So that should have been like 45,000 euros that uh, has gone down. But however, His Excellency said that I can do something around it. So, but um, discussion has around it, so I, I can't really say anything about that. You can't that say anything now. around for now. So, but however, so I'm here. You're here. So, so um, in public service, like I said before, one of the problems, and this is something that I've heard people talk about and I've heard people make mention of when they have conversations, whether in bars or at motor parks, about how governments, people, are sometimes not people who understand the business side of things. We've often complained a lot of times, and, and this is from experience as a sports person, that people in charge in governments and places often see those positions as a place to just do the bare minimum. For you as a person, like you said, you know, um, going to a management school, a business school for, for that matter, it means that you do have some level of background in business. So far, so good in your service years as a public servant. What has been the thing that has stood out for you and what are those things you think, generally, civil service in Nigeria is lacking? So first, um, um, so I'm coming from the extraction of the Federal Internal Revenue Service. So there in Federal Internal Revenue Service, is a completely professional environment. In the sense that our automation is end-to-end. -end. You don't even, you, we don't see cash. <laughs> you don't touch cash. Mm -hmm. so, no, so, so, but here, 
there's a huge investment in ICT quite okay, but um, there's still people are still driven by cash. So, ordinarily, the revenue board should have been a professional environment where you practice tax at its best. And collection of taxes, of course, is not an easy, uh, easy tax. Nobody likes us. Nobody because even does. the Bible, nobody likes Zac- Zacchaeus. So, so, um, so that is how it is. So there is one part, you know, taxation, like I always want to say, is that it's sitting on three, three things. First is the law, because it's a, there's a law on how to back it. Second is the administration. Then thirdly is the policy. So now, if it's still on three tripartites too, then it means that you have to have three of them all put together. So it's not just a normal civil service job. Mm. So it's something that requires special skills. So and one of the things I said that we have to do here is that we have to come close to where FRS is because I doubt if we can catch up with FRS. Because when I came in, wonderful people, good ideas. But there are a lot of hurdles for them to even carry out those functions. What kind of, of hurdles? Okay, so let me give you an instance. Now, I have... I have a platform that requires you to make payments. But the platform is not completely automated. That how to create a wallet in a microfinance bank. So now, for instance, if you have made any payment with us, you discover that the, 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 uh, the POS print is not even recorded as Plateau State Internal Revenue Service. You see that it's recorded with somebody's name. Hmm. So how am I sure that that money goes to government? So you see that there's an issue of distrust. So why can't we have a platform whereby end to end you know that you're paying to government directly even if they stop you on the road they say you must pay yes if you're you know, the thing is that people want to know where they are paying the money to sure they don't want to pay the money to non-state actors or individuals that will put it in their pocket so what we're trying to do now is that we want to automate end to end if you automate end to end it means that people will pay to the right person or to the right government coffers and government will have a lot of money to now do his um, civil responsibility or do what our government ought to do for the citizens of Plateau State. So uh. these are some of the things that challenges. So again, you talked about um, civil service. Yes. Now, civil service is supposed to be a completely professional environment. But however, here is a completely polarized in the sense that we don't even look at ourselves that we're providing services to, 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 to even the citizens of the state. So what we are going to do going forward is that we have to put the right foot on ground to do the right things at the best minimum mm. at the best minimum in the sense that we are we are aware the economic situation is terribly bad nano businesses are dying talk more of micro businesses too are also True. dying so there are a lot of issues that we, we have we've met where we met the challenges that the economic situation is terribly bad as it were but however the law does not mean that if the situation is bad you, you are not supposed to pay the minimum and sometimes all we need is that even if you don't make profit just submit returns to us just come and tell us that this is what I have done. I have done no profit. Okay. And what, what we are going to do is that we say we assess your self-assessment because it's supposed to be a voluntary self-assessment. You assess yourself and submit to the revenue board. And the revenue board will only then try to check whether what you have assessed, what you have done, you have done the right thing. So sometimes we might give you an, <laughs> a, a, a kind of best of judgment or we'll assess you based on what we feel you should pay. Then okay. if we assess you in that regard, all you need to do is you object and come and say, no, this, this is, is what it. I do, this is it, this is it. All right. Um, is it. I, I want to bring you down to the everyday person before I go to the other part of the conversation. Um, a lot of times, and this is conversations and you know, complaints we've heard from people where, especially those people that you know, operate Kekena Peps and those guys that drive cars, whether it's at terminals or at old airports or at Bukru, where certain people come to get revenues and taxes from them. We've also heard people complain. I remember having a conversation with um, I think it was Osama one time, and he made mention of somebody um, having parked in a place in, in um, Terminus. Somebody asked him to pay 
for the parking and he said okay where can i pay to the person said you should give him the money in cash and the person said oh we heard that you're not supposed to pay in cash anymore and of course you know what happened happened my question is for the average person what is the process like in paying your tax and who has to pay tax for a person like me who earns a salary how do i pay tax do i have to come to your office to pay for the average woman out there that sells tomatoes how does she pay her tax and secondly double taxation is a thing that has very much affected people where one person comes today and says we are from abc i want to get your tax and you pay two weeks later you see some different persons coming from a different you know organization how have you been, what are you doing to ensure that people are not paying double taxes on just one be good because it makes no sense for a woman that says tomatoes to pay tax on monday then pay tax on tuesday but she doesn't even have enough receipt to show that this is the amount i paid and this is who i paid to okay so thank you so let me start from the first one so you asked you asked too many questions so let me try and break them one after the other so the first thing you ask is that what of the taxes pay for kk and the rest yes the cars? now you see that kk is the union so i call them non-state actors so the unions the, is the for the union not any state in the plateau state as far as i'm concerned have never benefited from revenue that so the, uni- the union does not remit to the states no there are no state actors well let me, let me before, before we go further is it legal that a KK union collects taxes from its members and not remit to the states so that's the case what they said they are collecting they are collecting union dues Union dues. We call it union dues. But what we are what we are supposed to collect, we're collecting we're supposed to collect levies for whichever. So but you see the the, the days of um, them collecting, of course we can't ignore the union. The union have things that they are doing. Yes. But I want you to understand that. Well understand this is that going forward, we're going to automate that process. In the sense that we automate completely the process so that everything will now go to the government coffer. And what the union wants to collect, you see, the problem I have is that you not even mount on government roads and block the KK riders and collect the money. Those money don't, don't have never come to the coffers of the government to the best of my knowledge. So th- I call them non-state actors collecting taxes. Same thing, you are going to have quite a number of non-state actors going to the market, collecting different kind of levies or different kind of taxes as, it, as they were and, and say that it's the government officials that are collecting. So, so because of that, so because of that, those revenues had never accrued to the state. Wow. Now let me talk about the pack and pay that we have in uh, uh, in Amadebelewi particularly. Yes. Now, in Amadebelewi, park and pay happened. Now, this is a collaboration between our, our board, which we are supposed to help them collect the revenue, and JMDB, just Metropolitan Development Board. So, before now, somebody collect the receipts, gets agents, pay, um, issue the receipts, and hard token. So, I, I'm very conversant that Plato said we are still very, high, uh, very heavy on, on cash. So, what we intend to do now is that even if we are going to give you receipts, going forward the receipt will be completely automated that is going to be an e-receipt so that now we can have numbers that as as we are issuing so somebody and is hitting our server that we can see that this is a number of tickets that were issued okay then again we are going to create a wallet where even if you have a car or you always park at the you can just pay an advance amount into it and you come use your qr code or your barcode as they were just ping and you move on we have our agents so now we are going to have a kind of uniform to our agents that you could just see them with a beep you can easily identify them all right and for those that want to pay through the pos the pos because will be pay. there 100 all right i want to piggyback a bit again i'd like to okay. clarify things before we move any further now you made mention of the non-state actors you know these unions that you know collect taxes or collect monies let me not call it taxes because the government doesn't get it collect monies from members and do not remit to the government is there any plan to work with them because like you said they are very important they are the ones that have the i would say the correct data on the people 
that are under their unions. Is there any plan at all from your from you know from the ministry to work with them to ensure that they don't just get this money but they also remit? And if there's no plan, um, do you think that if you made mention of automation, if you automate, will it in any way dissuade them from collecting money from their members? So, and so the first thing is that we can't stop them from collecting money from their members. It's just like you have an association, you collect dues. We can't stop you from collecting your dues. But however you are going to collect your dues, do it. But what we are going to do going forward is that those revenues that we were supposed to end should come to government coffers. Do you understand? So we, we will now enumerate the, the kekes themselves. If I let me put it on record so that you know, we have over 55,000 keke from the record I got from GMDB. So we have 55,000 keke. 55,000 operating between Just and Metropolis. That's not Just and Bukuru. So not even other parts of the country, of the states. Just Just. Yes. Okay. The Greater Just Master Plan now. So we have over 55,000. And do you know what? It is interesting to you know that most of them pay 100 naira every day or 15 naira every day. To so the union. Actors. Yes. So if you, if you are going to flip it, if you are going to start collecting taxes from them legally, which should be remitted to the government, how do you plan on doing it? Are you going to use the same format, 100 naira daily? Is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be monthly? What exactly is the plan for those care care Because those are the ones that are very vocal about the payments, you know, of taxes. I've seen several times where, um, like you call them, non-state actors harass them, harass them on the road and tell them they can't move their, you know, their, their, their vehicles. What's the plan like? Daily, weekly, monthly? And how do they get to pay is, is there going to be an option for cash payments as well for some of them who might not be, you know, tech savvy enough to pay online and use the automated process you mentioned earlier? Okay, so thank you. So the first thing that um, we intend to do is that the, the models have been there in quite a number of states. Okay. Like my friend was a former chairman of Kaduna State Revenue Board. And what he did in Kaduna is so bad that if you are moving from one local government to the other, you pay, <laughs> you pay another that's fight. A, that's how it used to be yeah. in Lagos State. I don't, yeah, I'm shocked it doesn't so, happen so, here. But here, it, it never happened. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to tap into that one. But you see, I don't want to deliberate my discussion today on KK, but let me just hit it so that we could just move forward. Yes. Now, the first thing is, the KK are operating, so the union are there. So it's, like, it's a case of live and let's live. But you know, no individual should be bigger than government. That's mm -hmm. the first thing you need to understand. I was saying in another conference, there are three Gs that you can never fight. You can never fight God. You can never fight government. You can never find, fight Greece. Mm. Now, so we don't intend to fight them, but we are trying to bring them to the tax net and say that, okay, this KK, this non-state actors, you've had your day. Now, let's cut off. So you, you talked about the automation, whether they will pay by POS or pay by uh, online or yes. however. Is it now, we intend to see that even if you are a KK rider, you can decide to go to the bank and just pay into your wallet. There's going to be a barcode inside your keke and barcode outside your keke. That so you, this provides security. That FRS would give to them? Yes, we do, we do to them. Okay. So what we we'll do, you just come out. Even if for a passenger for your security, you can just scan the barcode. You have the detail of the driver, have everything about him. Even the owner, you can even have the detail about hmm. the owner. Interesting. So this will block security for them doing different kind of vices. And again, the system will tell you those are the active and those are the inactive. So now this, this system controls even the movement of the KK. For those ones that are bad, maybe because of one reason or the other, you can't even trace them. So this is for KK, and it's just less than a percentage of oh. what we are collecting. So there are other numerous kind of taxes Taxes that we are going collecting. To collect. All right, um, let's, let's move further. Now, one of the biggest problems when it comes to Nigeria and taxing is the tax net. We've often heard problems of... We, I remember some years back, the former Minister of Finance, Kemi Adeyonshu, made mention of how Nigeria is one of the least people in terms of tax, you know, tax state and tax collection in the, in the, in the world. For Plateau states, we have a 26 billion naira 
tax targets. In the last year, we never met, we, we, we didn't meet the targets. Two years ago, the target was no met. For you, as the executive chairman of the body that is meant to collect revenue for the state, what's the plan to ensure that the 26 billion naira target is met? And if possible, again, it's not it's not bad to to be optimistic, surpass even the projected um, amount. Okay, so let me correct the records first. First, um, the target was 30 billion. Okay. And for the revenue board was 20 billion. Okay. So um, it means that other MDS of government is 10 billion. So, so for now, the revenue board is 20 billion. 20 billion. So now the first thing is. We have collaborating agencies. Now, in Plateau State, we have over a, about 100 um, um, revenue-generating agencies. So these 100 revenue-generating agencies are supposed to pay all their revenues. Now, if I mean revenue, I don't talk about all the taxes. I talk about both taxes, levies, fines, school fees, whatever services of government that money is being paid are supposed to pay through us. So if the money, those money are supposed to come through us, then to the TSA, Meaning that government have only one revenue account, which is a treasury single account. Yes. So this is what we met on ground. So when we came in, we met that, yes, this is, by law, this is what is happening. But let me tell you, to, and to be frank to you, even the biggest among them, they don't even pay the revenue through the TSA. How do they pay then? So all of them have revenue accounts. Is that, is that legal? It's, it's completely illegal because you have a single treasury account. So now the governor said that in his wisdom, he said that, okay, all agencies of government should come and liaise with the revenue board and ha you have to pay your revenue through the TSA, uh, through the revenue to the TSA. Now first, let me give you instance. We have eight um, tertiary institutions in the state. Out of the eight, only two have even moved beyond their targets that they set, above 50%. Per annum. And now today we're we 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 already in the ninth month. Now, these two are College of the Nursing and College of Health, Zawad. What about the big schools like the Plateau State Polytechnic, the Plateau State University? I've not seen their revenue. So they haven't, they mean that this year they haven't remitted anything to the government? Not that they haven't. So it, it means that they have been paying their school fees or their IGRs into their own, cover, into their own accounts. Not, to the not TSA. through the TSA. Now, you see, all of them have what we call retainership. That if you collect certain amount, you take um setting amount so let me give you instance there are some agencies of government that they get 75 percent some agency of government they get 30 percent some agency 20 some 15 some nothing you understand so for those that are supposed to get certain retention like all the education institutions i'm talking about the the, the, the educational institutions they're supposed to take 75 percent or whatever is generated as their idea or as their revenue from from those institutions and government will take 25 percent okay now if they do collect on their own end the first question i ask where is the money that is being for government now literally it means that the 10 billion from other mds we cannot achieve it because we don't see it doesn't come to us but if it comes to us first we account for it if we account for it government will benefit from other sectors or other um, um what we call foreign direct investment that is tied to some of these ideas so, but now we've lost some of them. So this is bound from the formal sector. Now, if you move to the informal sector, businesses, yes, this is not the best time for businesses. True. But what we're saying is that, just come, let's see and pay the minimum. But you see, there is fine in taxes that even if you fail to submit returns, there is fine for it. Then even the fine, there's penalty again. Okay. You understand? So all these things are there. But we, in, we don't even intend to hit people hard on fines and penalties. We might give you a letter and tell you that, yes, come and do this. Just come. Tell us how much you can, you can pay. You must not pay at once. We can tell that we can stack it through the time because we know that times are hard. And cash is very, very hard to come by. Like I said, nano business are almost completely gone. Micro small businesses are almost 
dying now in everywhere in Nigeria. Yes. But so we have to do something to help them boost their 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 their, 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 their income. And because let me even tell you something, sir. The informal sector is bigger than the formal sector. True. That's you are seeing the informal sector. If I tell you the capital flow, just go to any of the bankers around and ask them capital inflow from the informal sector is bigger than whatever we collect from the federation account and what we could generate from the internal generated revenue. So you know, but people naturally try to avoid paying tax. And the simple reason is that because they felt government is not responsible. True. That I'm paying these taxes and these taxes are not showing. So now the governor in his wisdom said that we are going to have citizens. Uh, accountability report that would tell them this is what we generated from our IGR and this is what we will do or this is what we have done with your IGR. All right. Um, um, you, you made mention of the informal sector, which, like you said before, it's I think the biggest when it comes to any country. Every economics would tell you that the um, the economic stability of any nation varies with informal sector. For the average person out there, the average man that sells something, average man that has a store, what's the tax process going to be? I, I, I keep asking the tax process because for many people, they've had too many bad experiences with paying taxes. They've had too many people either harass them physically or verbally just to pay taxes. With the automation, would you be sending agents to their stores? Is there going to be like a timetable of when, um, for example, Bukuru Market on Thursdays, you're coming to collect taxes? Or how is the process going to be like to ensure that these informal sector players are able to pay their taxes to the right people? Because too many times they pay to the wrong people. What is the system like to ensure they pay to the right people? And like you also mentioned, you know, the community... Um, accountability where this is how much what's the time frame like is it going to be monthly is it going to be annually how exactly would you intimate them on what you've generated and what you've used the money for okay so first um like i said the informal sector is bigger than the formal sector yes that what i'm saying the private sector is bigger than the <coughs> public sector excuse me so the first thing is the informal sector are there and funny enough they are what we call untapped there are no cash leakages there they are completely on top because we didn't bring them to the tax net. Okay. So the first thing we are going to do is that you enumerate. We bring them to the tax net. And the process of enumeration is that you will have a team. That's a tax identification number. Every taxable individual who is above 18 is supposed to have a team. Now, a lot of narrative has started changing now that why should we keep using team? It's better now that we should start using what we call the NIM, the National Identity. Uh, the identity management number. Now, if you use the name, you know it's tied to an individual. Yes. Then you can know his state of residence. Now, you remember, taxes at the state level is what we call based on principal place of residence, where you are staying. Okay. If you are stayed in that place for at least 176 days, that all your income and your taxes will be paid to that state revenue. Okay. Now, we have people at the different places of market that are doing different kind of businesses. All we are trying to say is that, okay, come and tell us this is your income. This is how much you have, you have cost of sales in accounting, we call it cost of sales, or how much you spent to generate, and tell us your net profit. It's your net profit that we're taxing, not your, 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 your sales every day. Okay. Your sound. So, but then there's a little bit of um, lack of information in that area. So we have, we have to go into campaign and make people understand that, okay, if we come to your business, we're not coming to rule your business or coming to collect your money. We're coming to tell that, do the minimum. Now, the processes will be very simple. The first process is that come by yourself willingly, to our office. And do you know, funny enough, if you go to our Piras platform, you can even register for your team by yourself. Yeah, I saw that. You can register and have your own state team. And if you want to have a JTB that's joint tax board team, you can also have a joint tax board What's team. What's a joint tax board team? So now, the, place, the, the idea of the joint tax board is that, you know, we can have what we call interim workers. 
somebody that works for certain period here and moved to another state for certain period. Yeah. So if you have a JTB thing, all you need to do or a joint tax board thing is that by the time you are transferred from Jos, let's say to Abuja, yes. now it means that your principal place of residence now become Abuja. So it's left for the law to check whether how many years, how many days have you st- spent in jobs, how many days have you spent, so that we know the huge of the amount will go there. So the idea of the joint tax is that let there be uniformity in all the tax numbers across the country. Okay. So in all the tax six states, including the Abuja. So this is for individuals, right? So we are only collecting taxes for individual and business names. Business names in the sense that those people that are not cooperated. So they talk about the firms and the rest. So now if you go to Amadi Belewe, you see a lot of Geo and Co. These are just business names. Those taxes are supposed to be paid to us. Of course, there are certain level of taxes there that are supposed to be also be paid to the Federal Internal Revenue Service, mm-hmm. like their VAT supposed to go to the that irrespective of whether you are individual or however that VAT goes to the to the to the center. That's the Federal Internal Revenue Service. But for us here, we collect different form of taxes for 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 for, for individuals. Now you see, before now, before the law, the 2020 consolidated uh, law of the PRS, that local government collect their taxes by themselves. But now they have made us or mandated us that to collect all the taxes across the 17 local government for the local government. So you are not supposed to see local government uh, tickets around or revenue officers driving you for one form of taxes or the other. That those official. days are gone, yes. So now I have staff in virtually all the local government, except for a few local government that were unable to have a structure there. But His Excellency have agreed, graciously agreed that every office Every I mean, I mean, local government headquarters, we are going to have an office there, and we have staffs that move around uh, to collect those taxes on behalf of the of local the government. And those money will be given to local government. Maybe right. we we'll just end cost of collection. All right, then. Um, they, you made mention of something, and I think I want clarity on that for the average listener listening today. You said that you'll be taxing taxable adults. What makes a person taxable? And this question is very pertinent because some weeks ago, we saw a very funny start um, where the... Oh God, I, the, I can't remember the ministry. Where the definition of an employable person in Nigeria shifted from a certain hours to one hour per day. So, for the person listening, what makes an adult above 18 taxable? So, see, if we are going to go by the tax law, the moment you turn 18, you are already a taxable individual. What if, what if, what if, what if I'm in mother's house eating food every day? Doesn't matter. You can also call nil tax. You submit a nil tax. Okay. You understand? I will give you a nil tax clearance certificate. Now, this makes you responsible. Now, I, I, like I was discussing at another forum, I said that if I were to um, be at the National as- State Assembly, every poli- appointee of government will come with tax grant certificate Ideally. to show his responsibility. In Lagos, it happens. In Oshun, it happens. That even as a commissioner, you're coming to do your screening. They say, okay, let me see your tax grant certificate. Now, I have issues even at that area. That even the one that is given, that's the payee that is given, even at the state level before now, they don't even pay it to us. They withheld it and say that we have withheld this amount of millions as payee for the state. So now, if I'm going to issue a task grant to an individual, maybe he wants to travel out of the country, then they need task grant certificate. I don't have that, those records of your tax payments. Do you understand? So yes. it means that there's something happening. Are you supposed to deduct? In fact, it's an offense in tax law that you deduct without pay remitting. Very true. Yes, and so we have even go- agencies of government that deduct. Then again, a lot of private sectors individuals here will we, we, we actually deduct payee of their staff and they will not pay. And sometimes if you call for audit, they'll start now, they'll bring you the, the audit um, um, payroll is different from the payroll they have in the office. So they have two different, so, two different people audits. People do that. So it, 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 like you said, the law is not something we can go, go against. 
are there ways or are you setting up you know structures to ensure that people who have consistently not paid their taxes who have consistently gone against the law we brought to book because if we talk about extending the net we've also heard stories and this is not you know it's not news for anybody where supposed big industry big company players evade taxes so much that when their books are looked at you looked at you know very huge amounts of um, tax you know um you know not not paid to the government what are the measures being put in place to ensure that especially for corporate organizations that evade tax that they get to pay their tax as and when due okay so the first thing we we are trying to do now is that <clears throat> we have to bring them all on board how many government how many mds let me let me start how many federal mds do we have Yes, and so I was telling them, how many federal MDS do you have in the state? So one, one told me you have 66, one said this. So the first thing is that, let me identify the MDS. Then let me check the MDS are uh, Ministry and Department and Agency of Government. Let me identify them. Let me know how is their growth in taxation is. So now, if I know, I will now have, give them a platform, an automated platform, that as you are paying your salaries, you have a, a, process, a place that you just upload our, 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 our payee. And we get our PE easily. Mm. And so these platforms are going to be available to all the, even federal and state. Now, another thing we're trying to do now is that we are going to create a lot of windows. All we need to provide you are what we call API. That whether you have a, an application in your office, your application can access our APIs. own database through yes. the API yes. and you make your payment. So that we'll just see it seamlessly. I don't need to go heavy on paper, coming to tell you, like, hey, give me the paper for this, give me the paper for that. No, the days are gone. Now, you see, if taxation is automated end to end there's little or no process of what we call tax evasion True. maybe yes you can have issues of tax avoidance of course in the law the tax avoidance is allowed because you take advantage of the loopholes in the tax system and pay lesser tax that's allowed but tax evasion is completely a crime now again we can go as long as the law tells us to do i have a case that somebody said that we gave you an assessment for for nine years now the first three years by law is status bar what does it mean status bar simply means that you can't go beyond six years so and again this morning again the new the finance act came out finance Act 2023 came out this year this month now it means that it's no more even six years now it's five years so we can only go five years based on law to assess you but don't forget if you go five years to assess you you are going to pay what we call penalty and interest and also non-filing for those things so, so, but what we are trying to do in Plateau right now is that we know the economic situations are difficult and are hard. So, what we're going to do is that we only first and tell you that, okay, come and pay the tax liability that we are, we are, we are holding. So, if you are paying the tax liability, we tell you, pay this one first. Even if you don't have the financial muscle to pay all at once, we can spread it for you. Okay. So, these are some of the leverages that we're going to uh, do. So, but for the fines and for the interest on fines yes. and penalties, There's no we have to play it down, we don't play it down so that economic. All right. We're actually having a conversation with Mr. Jean Pamway as the executive chairman of Plateau State Internal Revenue Service. We're talking about taxes, IGR in the state, and what the um, PA. PSIRS is doing to ensure that the state gets enough IGR as it needs to. And for those of you who do not know, I'm um, just, you know, to applaud what the state has been doing the past, I think, four or five years. The IGR of the state has increased in the last four to five years. However, like you often said, there's more that can be done and there's more that should be done. The phone lines are open is 0905566699 or 081-218-77777. You can call in and share your thoughts. If you have any ideas, 
services you think that the plateau state internal revenue service can implement to ensure that we get more taxes for the state or if you have any questions at all to ask the executive chairman here please do call in and ask the questions you can also be a part of the conversation on facebook and on twitter at gfm joss on facebook and at gfm joss on on twitter and before we start picking calls one of the biggest problems with any government agency with planning with policy making is data we have a dearth of data in nigeria whether it's in state level local government level what what are you doing to ensure we have enough data of taxable nigerians enough data of taxable businesses and enough data of people who should be paying taxes because we have seen and we have heard stories of companies who have not paid their taxes for years and are not paying taxes because like we know either they know one or two persons or they found a way to not be under to go under the radar what are you doing to get the data needed to be able to say okay you know what we have this amount of people that have to pay taxes this is how much we have to expect because it seems as though and this is for my own layman um, understanding experience that when taxes um, projections are made or when IGR projections are made they are often made based on what happened the previous year not based on the available data on businesses and taxable um, individuals what are you doing to ensure we have the right amount of data to be able to project and also to work hand in hand with the individuals and businesses to get taxes for the state. Okay, so the first thing is, like I said, there's going to be enumeration, right? So we're going to enumerate whether your informal, your formal sector, we're, we're going to capture you back again. So and how do you plan on doing that? Yeah, so it's, it's very easy. We enumerate. We, we go to the market by ourselves <laughs> and enumerate. So, but first thing is that we have an existing data. We have an existing taxes uh, team that's tax uh, education number for payees. Yes. We have for business names. So we are going to leverage on those ones. Now, let me tell you something. The State Revenue Board has is on data in the cloud, AWS. Everything is in the cloud. But funny enough, with the huge investment that we made in the cloud, we don't take advantage of those um, data that we have to make projections. Mm. But however, like I said, there are a lot of individuals, a lot of businesses that are not even captured at the tax net yet. Well, I talked about the informal sector. For the formal sector, immediately you're enrolled for your salary usually except otherwise um, you have your team because you have to make payments but yes. that's for the formal sector now but though we have some formal kind of formal sector limited liability companies that run that have their salaries some of them are just portfolio uh, companies mm. and you go if you go to the frs they submit their their accounts annual accounts and return you see bogus figures for for pay so don't worry, we are coming for them. <laughs> we are coming for them. <laughs> then again, we are coming for those ones that we say that they are charging directors fee. So you know what is? What's a director's fee? Okay, so these are levies that you have a director of a company. That fee you're supposed to pay to the revenue because it's paid to an individual. You're supposed to pay to the state revenue board. It's even at withholding tax level. So just withhold 10% or whatever the fee is. So now if I have all those companies trying to put director's fee, I'll go for you and collect your 10% and, with, and with, as withholding tax. Then now I've, I've brought those individuals to the tax net. And now I'll know how much they are earning per month. Of course, that's what we call um, high-worth individuals. And do you know what? All the high-worth individuals who have in the States, they pay little or no taxes, yet they own big, big houses and mansions. So we're coming for them. But you see, this is a problem of Nigeria as a country, yes. not even us as a state. Sure. Now, let me tell you, for instance, the richest man in South Africa, right? Probably he's like the third or the fourth, the fourth man, the fourth richest man in Africa. His taxes is more than the three richest man in Nigeria put together. 
I want to ask you a question that's a bit um, I'm going to swear from the conversation. Um, there is the there is the argument that says that the taxes of the like you said high net individuals should be more than the average person. Do you share such sentiments? So that is even the law. That's the process of the law. You see, the Nigerian tax law for payee, for that's for taxes for individual, is what we call progressive tax. It increases as your revenue increases. Why? Is so that? let me explain to you. That's how it is. Even your own now. If you compare with your, 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 your subordinate, you pay higher taxes than high. It's not a flat rate. It's not a rate of 10%. No, the first law is that your first 300,000 is charged at 7%. The next 300,000 is charged at 11%. The next uh, uh, is charged at 11%. Next, like that, is charged at... So that's how it's been... So the more you earn, the more percentage you pay. The more percentage you pay. The more percentage you pay. And lastly, again, I'm, I'm sorry, I've said lastly, this is my last lastly. <laughs> okay, for, right. for a lot of people, we have a lot of young people in the country, a lot of young people in the States who, who work remotely and earn remotely. What is what would it be like? How how do you plan again? I know I know many of them will not want to hear this right now. Yeah. But what's the tax plan like for young people who do not earn, you know, um, you know, um, from their day to day, five to nine to five, who earn remotely, probably working for companies abroad? What is the plan like to ensure that these people also pay tax and these taxes again I should add are used properly for in the state? So the first thing is that we have to be have our presence in the internet. Mm. You see, for you to take and tax somebody who works remotely you have to have your presence in the internet you have to know how many plateau citizens or how many plateau indigenous or how many plateau dwellers are staying and working remotely from plateau now but you see these are debates even at the national level that what is the principal place of residence for such individuals Not true. because they are virtual <laughs> you don't see them but, 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 but they them. live and and use the resources in the states so, so, that's, so that's it. So that's why I said we have to have our presence on the internet. We are doing a lot of things. Like, like right now, we can comfortably tell you that even the gambling that our people are involved in, we generate revenue from them. So now they pay money? Yes, we pay from uh-uh. people, not, not them paying. Okay. The individual <laughs> that won, the individual that won those things, they pay, they, we pay, we, um, rather we collect 1.5% of that tokens they enjoyed. Okay. Oh, so this one through the uh, Nigerian uh, Lottery Commission. So, so, so there are quite a number of things that we're doing. Maybe we're doing them quietly. We need to come out loud and start saying that this is what we've done. And, but then, like I said, we're going to have seasons accountability report at quarterly level so that people will know what we have done and how far we have fed and what we will do. And so these are some of the things that we'll put, in on, put on table. All right, people, you're still on to Let's Talk on J101.9 FM. And we are still speaking to the executive chairman of Plateau State Internet Revenue Service, Mr. Jim Panwayas, on what the, the service, you know, the organization is doing to get more revenue for the state and the measure has been put in place to ensure that the tax net is spread as wide as possible the full lines are still open 090 555 or 81 hello good morning good morning good morning your name and where you're calling me from i'm calling from what's your name hello hello what's your name you're calling from angudi what's the name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. All right, please Emmanuel. go on with your thoughts. Yeah. You have 30 seconds. Uh, I want to ask something about the union idea. Okay. Because I hear, the, the, I hear you asking a question about union. I just want to know, how is the man going to operate with the people driving cars and Because now, if not for lucky, I listen to the radio now. I don't know anything. I am going to I have to reach people. Okay. How they plan to reach people? Is that your question? Yeah. All right then. 
All right, thank you so much, Emmanuel. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Emmanuel. Good morning. Yes, Chikudi is coming to Malaria. Welcome, Chikudi. What's your question or your thoughts? Permit me to say good morning to the chairman of the studio. So, you're yeah, welcome, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, yes, my question goes like this. Um, in 2014, precisely, the then governor of Plateau State, um, uh, Governor Governor Senator Jonah Dijan, um actually passed a law granting the use of tricycle, commercial tricycle, or any form of tricycle, which is not equally uh, but up to I can still see that these circles are actually operating without um, lead numbers. Um, they operate formally in all these things. They state their machines in this um, entry point of all these um, streets and languages. They convey their goods and convey them to inside the inside I hope you, you understand what I'm talking about. And um, for this couple of years now, from 2014 to date now, it's about nine years, nine good years. They have not been remitting a dime to the state government, and the federal government, the state government have not have not come outside to stop all these um, commercial motorcyclists. But is it not also going to be a way out for you guys in the uh, in the tax and uh, uh, the tax uh, in, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, tax, the tax commission or whatever? To get these people to enroll again back into uh, 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 your, your tax rate so that they can be able to pay access to the, to the state government instead of operating freely. They don't even have um, a driver's license. Nobody is them again a uh, plate numbers. I'm not talking about you know, collecting revenue from them like you do to all this tricycle. So it is actually, I mean, I look at it that they are cheating the government. They have been, they, they have been bound, they are still operating illegally. Now, what is the need? Wait, 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 wait. It is actually that we are not actually doing it, you know, it is either the ban is imposed or if they are not actually going to operate, let them operate and then they will remain some certain amount of money to the, to the state government. That is number one. Secondly, if you look at some certain states, some certain areas in Plateau State today, yes. you realize that there is no water. The reason is actually going now. People are going to suffer so, so much in the issue of water. But what I'm saying is that. Why don't we make this water available in this area, like Gugua Road, Rock Heaven, um, uh, Alieri, this way we stay, the rest of them, places where there is no water, even at Angorogu and the Angorini and the rest of them, where there is scarcity of water, strong state of water, make water available and then pass them because in a quiet state, the quiet state, I can say this for sure, crossing water and a quiet state, they have a means of collecting, generating a huge revenue from water. The government makes this water available, then they put a meter on, on the tap. If you just come and smoke your card, if you pay and smoke your card, the water will rush. If, if your car gets exhausted, the water will stop. So if this process can be made this available, especially uh, uh, in the capital, just not a book rule, I think it's actually going to make, generate a lot of money for the state government. All right, then. That's my tip. Thank All right, Shikudi, thank you so much for that observation and your contribution. Hello, good morning. Emeka, good morning. Good morning. Your name and where are you calling us from? Well, this is Ajud Sal from UT Junction. Ajud, welcome. Emeka, uh, my brother, we thank you for the life and... Uh, the way things are moving in this country, honestly speaking, me in particular, I'm not happy. Mm. Because people are suffering about the issue of road, but uh, can the government of the day, not to say government, uh, is trying very, very well. Because if you go around like uh, Chobe Joshua and uh, 
uh, even a Matla Chituma, you see that uh, even from Enguro to Matla Chituma, they are putting a very new style on there. Uh, and uh, Chode Junction, they are already clear and fix the road at that junction. Honestly speaking, I just want to use the opportunity to commend the governor for his 100 days in office. Okay. Through all that hospital, most of the places have been fixed. And had it been that uh, the former governor did, did so well in just 100 days of this government, all right. Tuesday will be like Abuja. All right, Judas, thank, thank you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you too, Judas, for your call. He can still call us. We have about um, 12 minutes, um, 12 to 11 minutes before the end of the show. Uh, one last call for the morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name and where you're calling us from? My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TCNC. Sadiq, welcome. Go on with your contribution. Yeah. Yes, actually, I will comment you guys have spoken much more about the issue of tax. Thank you. You see, tax is very, very important in, in this present administration, in that the government is, have come to work, in that the people have tax in the benefit of democracy. The people have to understand all this cannot be fulfilled with the due payment of tax. Mm-hmm. That's to say that the people are being taxed, they have to. Uh, 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 Sadiq Omar, your network, your network is not helping us here. Last call for the morning. Hello, good morning. Unfortunately, we can't take any more calls this morning. On Facebook, Felkuka Factors one says, Good morning, GFM. Since they are experts, they should do the needful, but the revenue collected should be properly used for humanity. Um, he says, Godwin Silly says, Good morning, my good people of Plateau and everybody in Plateau. Una, good morning. How the business going in the States? Please, revenue, if there's any form of double taxation, the board should please stop it because there's hardship everybody is managing his life. Um, Asab Bagun Francis says, Good morning, gentlemen. Having appreciated your efforts, zeal and commitment to work is another working day. Psychophants and stomach infrastructure politicians should be allowed, should allow the governor to work. Um, to work, he says, Julius Achiga Kigama says, for, the, for me, the government should check well if there is double taxation. They should revise it. People are suffering a lot in this country. The government should invest well in industrialization. They should create conducive environment for investors to invest in our dear state and make sure revenue collected in the state goes directly to the state government in order to increase our internally generated revenue for prosperous and better plateau. Alwul Rabiu Bat- Batalia says, Good morning, GFM. It is really impressive, um, the risk um, topic. As a matter of fact, no government will work without money as the key. One of the solutions for governments is to generate revenue. But unfortunately, the past administration had completely abandoned one of the greatest revenue generation in Plateau State. That is just main market, aka Terminus. I pray that the current administration would, work, would, look, would look towards um, the economic sector. Okay. Charity highly says, concerning IGR, if governments can revamp just the sporting and entertainment activities alone, this can generate huge IGR for the state. Great work, she says. Dimas Bella says, it is quite unfortunate that Plata State has a lot of potentials to generate revenue, but over the years, it looks as if governments are not even seeing it. What happened to Tourism Center is dead. 
what happened to sports on completed stadiums um, what happened to those trading on the road without paying taxes against those who pay taxes but are not accessible government needs to be creative to increase its revenue ayur daily agbabiaka says your guess is making a lot of sense this morning i just hope all these plans to be transparent for every workers in Plat to see my question is how will they recognize fake agents from the real agents that come to collect tax joshua namo says considering the circumstances of debt that the state has found itself tax reform is expedient the state should improve on tax collection through ensuring that there are no tax leakages in the system this can be achieved through full digitization of the system most tax most taxis and tricycles on plateau states don't pay taxes they could employ a private company to handle tax collection in that regard total elimination of hawkers in the in the cbd and ensure every trader pays tax comrade that was longer says i think the right things need to be done let the internal revenue service as a state organization fight corruption first because that is what is killing us after the citizen pay their taxes it ends up in some people's pockets i am a manager um donor homes plaza state low cost alone which is located in just local government but last year some people came from just not local government to collect tax from the tenants occupying the shops comrade um, that was his um so some questions were asked one how do you know fake and original agents you're going to send in agents and somebody is talking about double taxation we have about two minutes for you to answer those questions okay so thank you very much <clears throat> so Ima from angle they talked about what is our plan to reach people to know uh, what they are they ought to do and where they are supposed to go so the first thing i would say is that i talked about tax education enlightenment that campaign that we're going to embark from the state revenue board yes and that will that will answer that that will answer that question and you see um chukudi talks about the ban on on tricycle i think it's not tricycle he's referring to i think a uh, uh, commercial bikers or the going as we call them here so there's a ban on them and truly revenue are lost but they are still playing our route so because they don't register for their plate number you, you mm -hmm. see most of the bike have no plate number they don't even have driver's license and other things so the thing is that even if we ban the use of commercial uh, bikes here at the state level maybe just ambukuru look other local government bikes operate sure. and they have not been paying so these are some of the things that we have to revisit okay. the issue of the ban so this is a, a state issue and we're going to then he talks about um i think uh, he also talks about this conclusion talk about water rate and uh, taxes yes. now you see the first thing is that waterboard is so limited let me even tell you that waterboard was grounded for some time because they couldn't pay uh, electricity so that's why and that's the reason why there was no water in town so now there's a new sheriff in town and the governor said that now let's see how much you're earning and let's see how we can support you with maybe with chemicals and the rest and it used, it used to surprise you that i think it was um 90 million in terms of uh, uh electricity i'm not sure of the figures but i think it's somewhere around there and it was paid and now they are, they are in operation so maybe the pumping may not be regular because some of the pipes are decayed but i think in the coming days and coming months to get that will be, yeah that will be you know right. and um just talk about uh, that there's fixing of roads. I think that's a commendation to the government. Yes, the governor. kudos to the government. We're doing very well so far, so good. Uh, Umar, I couldn't get. Uh, Umar, I couldn't get what he's trying to see. All so right. let me talk about the mostity in the tax. Now, before now, the revenue board collects. Local government collects. So right now, it's only us that are collecting. So local we cannot collect two revenue in one place. All right. So local <laughs> government. So for those of you listening, local government should not come collect tax from you. Um, unfortunately, we can't go any further. We have some comments on Twitter, but we can't take them. Thank you all for being a part of the. Thank you, Mr. Jim Hamwayas, for coming to the studio today to explain to us how we shall be paying our taxes. And let me say this as a Nigerian. 
please don't pay the money. We want to see it in our lives. Good morning. Stay out of trouble and spread love. By 10 o'clock, news comes up. Thank you. JFM 101.9. All the goals, clashes, and moments. The pre- Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.